Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 276 with our review of Lone Survivor. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I am Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, we are talking about Lone Survivor. And the top of the show, I almost called it The Lone Survivor, which I guess is pretty much the same title, but I don't know. That's the sequel to that Johnny Depp movie, right? Uh, the, uh, to, to the Lone Ranger, okay. <laughs> it took me a second to compute that. It's, I mean, I, I'm not as tired as you are, Stephen, but uh, you know, st- still pre- pretty tired. So, how how you guys doing today, Carson? First, so we don't get I'm, all confused I'm again. Good, yeah. I'm here. I'm solid. I'm good. <laughs> the question is, can you say it, Carson? I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> I I've I've flunked out. Um, I, I'd be washed out. Yeah, like, you, nah, man. You basically start your morning by ringing the bell three times. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't uh, be able to uh, to keep up. <laughs> Steven, how about you? I, I'm doing good. Like you, like you acknowledged, I'm a little bit tired. Uh, programming late into the night, five in the morning. So you know, I feel I feel like Mark Wahlberg probably felt in this movie in terms of exhaustion but pushing on for a greater good you know i'm a i'm a coder i'm a fighter (laughs) don't (laughs) don't compile anything you haven't debugged (laughs) unit tests are for wusses (laughs) yeah stuff like that very nice yeah hardcore you learned a lot of lessons (laughs) been around the world wide web three times (laughs) seen everything there is to see uh i've been on chat roulette that's uh, all you need to see Ayo. <laughs> good times. Well, I'm doing all right myself. Slept in a little bit this morning. You know, good, good. I, I feel rested. I, I didn't I didn't pull uh, all like nighter like Steven there, but uh, no, I got I got three and a half hours in. <laughs> oh yeah, that's solid. good. Okay, yeah, I mean that's that's about you know that, that's all a human being needs. <laughs> I mean, all your SEAL training has really made it so that that you can function on three hours. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, very nice. What do you say, guys? Uh, I think I think just to thematically fit with this film, I think as the review goes on, I think all of us are just going to get randomly shot in different parts of our body uh, <laughs> as the film progresses, starting like 30 seconds into it. And I, I'm uh, fine with that. We're going to see which one of us finishes out the episode. Well, the good thing is apparently we can all take like 50 shots before we go down. So <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll dude. Be, I think actually we'll part fine. of the SEAL training is to just shoot you. <laughs> at random times <laughs> just just so you can get used to being to living with uh bullet holes in you yeah they're they're secretly uh universal soldiers <laughs> all right well what do you say guys we uh take a look at the trailer for this film and then jump into this review yep Six, five, zero, three, zero. Where's hey lt yeah is that redhead a bridesmaid melissa cute one from the coldplay concert that's melissa is she coming she's a bridesmaid yeah is she coming She's a bridesmaid. Yes. Well, did she ask about me? The bad guy, senior Taliban commander, was a tier one target. Chuck killed 20 Marines last week. We let him go. 40 more will die next week. Going in with Dietz, Axelson, myself, Marcus. We have eyes on Shaw. A lot more than 10 guys. It's an army. This is Spartan 01. Mike? It's dead. Danny, you radio working? It's just Afghanistan. That's all. Why is Murphy calling out a sat phone? It's a bad spot. Let's fall back to that tree line. Wait till sundown. This op is compromised. We got two options. One, let them go. And the second that they run down there, we got Taliban on our backs. Two, we terminate the compromise. Not killing kids. We do what we have to do. They are unarmed. Right thing. Isn't that how things work? Good things happen, good people. Hey, can you see this? I'm about ready to punch that time card. Do it. Good, right? We're solid. God's looking out for us. Everybody, let's move! Let's really move! You can die for your country. I'm gonna live for mine. 
Alright, so that was the trailer for Lone Survivor. It is the story of uh, this four-man squad that is put in this area on reconnaissance to try to ID this bad Taliban guy in this little village. And, uh, you know, if they find out that he is there, you know, they're going to radio in for some, uh, you know, the troops, the cavalry to come flying in and take this guy out. But uh, things all go horribly wrong when they run across three civilians that are, you know, just out on a little goat walk, as uh, they tend to do. And uh, they decide that, you know, it's not really worth just shooting these guys up and killing them just to, you know, protect us. Why don't we send them back to their village so they can call the troops up the hill and we can have to run for our lives. And, uh, yeah, it's based on true events of Operation Red Wings. And, uh, yeah, why don't you start off, Carson, and let us know what you thought of this film. Uh, well, uh, overall, I thought it was uh, uh, very well done. I thought it was entertaining and uh, a lot a lot more than I thought it was going to be because I, I was kind of worried those trailers were making it seem kind of active valor-ish uh, with, uh, you know, live to tell the tale and it was like very overbearing um but i feel the movie isn't so much that way and i think that uh <clears throat> as opposed to something like active valor it is uh, the complete opposite so that's good because that movie was not very good um <laughs> <laughs> well i mean they, they did you know try to make the movie this time with actual actors they, so that, they got that, actual actors that, that so, helps you know, i mean that, that always helps yeah no, no offense to actual you know seal teams and stuff that were used in active yeah. valor but uh it helps when the people that you're shooting on screen you know have been in lots of movies before i mean we were kind of joking obviously before but like i i mean I always have huge respect for people who want to go into the military like i am like would never do that like i'm just a huge pussy like i i could never <laughs> do any of this stuff uh i would uh you know i wouldn't be like uh ben foster who gets like shot in the head and is still killing like 20 taliban dudes like yeah. i mean i like these guys are like the definitive versions of badasses like they uh you know they're just trained to just be like ultimate awesome dudes so um yeah like i think the movie captures that really well like i think it's done pretty respectfully um shows off like how well trained these guys are and when they're put into a situation that you know is bad they can you know they can function properly and uh, i think uh <clears throat> i think the movie like is really I mean, it's really strong. I think the acting is is really great. Obviously, Mark Wahlberg, always good, uh, on point acting. I think a real standout here is uh, Taylor Kitsch, who was, you know, unfortunate to be in John Carter and Battleship in the same year. And I think like he gets to prove here that like you know, if given the right material, he can succeed. Like I, I, I thought it, like I really liked him in the part that he got in this movie, and uh, that I mean that's the other thing too is that Peter Berg, obviously director, is um, his heart is definitely in this one. This isn't like a battleship. I do this for you. Now you do one for me. Uh, but yeah, like he he definitely is uh, invested in this material and it shows. And I, I just think like the. Uh, the action, the uh, battle sequences were really, really well done. I thought, like, uh, it was a really good choice. I'm glad that they uh, went with, like, actual, like, blood squibs and stuff, not, like, the bullcrap After Effects blood that we see, like, in half the action movies now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just gave it, like, that extra layer of realism. And uh, all the, like, stunt work was really, really extraordinary in this film. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, Dude, when they're, like, falling down, like, hills and mountains, it's just, like, that was just really well done because it looked really real. It actually, and, and was that – were those actually stunt actors, you think? I, I, I don't they just know. Took, like, took that's took mannequins the thing. and threw them down. <laughs> I, I they they might have. I think it was a combination of the two because there were some shots where I was like, no stuntman can take that hit right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I mean, 
it wasn't like the cheesy like oh that's clearly a stunt guy because it still looked like the actual actors were doing it yeah yeah um i like to think it was mark Wahlberg for all of them actually he's just like (laughs) i'm gonna do it i'm method man i'm marky mark bitch i'll take a hit yeah they actually spent three months scouting a hill they could safely fall down (laughs) (laughs) take like giant hits like on rocks it could have been like foam rocks you never know anyway uh, I think um, even foam rocks, some of those, like, when the one dude, like, it, it hits, like, right on his back, I was like, oh, I God. mean, yeah, they could have just, like, pumped up the sound design to make it extra, you know, hard-hitting, but uh, yeah. either way, it was, you know, I was sitting there going, like, wow, that looks, that does not look fake at all, like, that looks like they really took a beating, um, which is kind of funny, like, if, remember if you saw that movie the rundown with the rock and like there was a scene where they fall down the hill and it was like very realistic but that was played for laughs and here it's played for obviously not laughs but well, yeah it i mean remind, like for, it reminded for, me of that for people who haven't actually seen it yet to put this in context in a film where people are being shot left and right more and more groans came from like hitting rocks falling down a hill like in my completely fully packed theater than yeah. did from anybody getting shot by any sort of weapon Totally. Yeah. And Though, I, th- I mean, we also don't have a frame of reference for what getting shot feels like. True, right? true. But we all know <laughs> what it's what like to fall on a rock quick. feels like. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I mean, we all do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. I do that all the time. Um, but yeah, that was just, you know, the stunt work in general, obviously that was a standout, but uh, all of it was really well done. And uh, the only, like, big fault that I give the movie is the... Uh, all of the actors that were hired to play like the Afghanis, whether Taliban bad or good Afghanis, they all look like they were like from central casting in LA and like they just really stood out to me. Like they all look like twenty four villains. Like, they didn't feel <laughs> to me like they didn't feel like authentic. Like I, I, I feel like if you compare this movie to a movie like Captain Phillips, like there's no comparison. Like Captain Phillips when you watch that movie, like, it happened. Like, it feels like you're in the moment. And, like, those guys that were cast as the Somali pirates, they could have been Somali pirates, for all I know, um, if you didn't tell me otherwise. Here, it definitely has that feeling of a Hollywood movie. Um, And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely... It has realism in it. It has that realistic effect, obviously, in all the battle sequences and stuff. But there is that one layer removed from being completely like, wow, we're in the moment, like Paul Greengrass style. Uh, You know, they actually, looking like they actually kidnapped Tom Hanks and everything. Uh, And and toward the end, in the third act, you know, we definitely get some, some moments that feel a little Hollywood, like with the kid and stuff. But it never really detracts because, like, Wahlberg really brings it home. And, uh, but yeah, like, that was my, that was my uh, one uh, detraction was the actors playing all the Afghan, like, even, like, the kids, like, I, I went on IMDb later and, like, the, one of the, the little kid that they capture in the beginning and, like, the little kid later who's, like, the son, they're, they're both, like, Indian. They're not even, you know, Middle Eastern, like, or Afghani, like, it's, it's it's weird like they're a completely different culture so it's like they you know well and all the people he was fighting looked like jafar or something yeah like it, <laughs> i mean like they all had like eyeliner drawn on like it, it was really bad like i i just thought that like that was like uh, the thing that was removing it from being like completely authentic was just, they just look like 24 villains or like and and you know sure enough i went on imdb and was like scrolling through like uh some of the actors and either uh all of them had either already been on episodes of 24 or homeland so it was like and that's exactly what they look like so i don't know that was my one complaint about it but overall like it's a solid movie it's definitely gonna play really well with uh audiences like i mean everyone clapped after the movie was over yeah in my theater so and there weren't like a ton of people even in the theater so that just shows you that uh i think that people are gonna get on board with it but i mean i don't get me wrong like other than the 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 actors like 
playing those parts. I, I mean, I thought it was, I was very entertained by it. So cool. Well, I know Steven under the three of us, I think Steven had the greatest reservations going in. He commented, I don't remember if it made it into our episode or afterwards, but you, you Steven were saying that it, it felt very like hero and like trying to be uh, <laughs> oh, like, I mean, that, that trailer that first trailer was just ridiculous like yeah there's no. literally a moment where we can be heroes is being sung and a guy <laughs> gets shot three times and under each shot then he's wailing like hero 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 I he's mean, like, i'm gonna know. fight for my country yeah 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 you yeah. can die for your country i'm gonna live for mine right <laughs> you know <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, which when that line comes up in the movie there is no context for what it's being said. No, it, it's just being muttered. Like, like nobody yeah. else heard he, it. He says it to himself as he, like, it, like, it would have made sense if he's like, man, we're going to, like, there needed to be like, somebody to say, like, like, you know, this is what we do. We die for our country or whatever. You know, like, yeah, no, right. like who, who is dying for their country? Is he talking to the Taliban? No, exactly. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no context not... for it. He's not responding to somebody. He's just yeah. literally talking to himself. The, the statement get... is like a counter to what somebody else would say, but nobody said anything. I think at that point he's just taking so many bullets that he's like, yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's, just saying he's loopy. He thinks somebody's talking to him. He's loopy and saying like jingoistic phrases. I mean, we all do that. We're just like America. All right. Well, Steven, why don't you tell us if this film surpassed what you expected from it? Yeah. So I, I should say, like you acknowledged that. I, I mean, a, a movie like this would actually have to be pretty incredible to make me really love it, J- just because the genre, I mean, Carson used the phrase jingoistic, and, and that's totally what, going in with the trailer and everything, this felt like, right? Just America, hoorah, we're going to win, yeah. we're going to barrel through the enemy who looks like Jafar and Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> With the turban. We're, we're <laughs> exactly, yeah. Team America, villains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, like it, it, it's very hard for me to get on board with a film like this because it, inevitably it's going to simplify things. I, I can't even imagine wanting to watch it if it didn't simplify. Like, I, I was talking to my friend after what would make this movie not feel, like, nationalistic or propagandist uh, to me. And it would have to be some crazy experiment where it shows, like, people on both sides of the war and the toll that it's taking on them. Yeah. So, obviously, going in when you're with a, um, you know, a, a memoir, I suppose, of a real person who survived, that is how you're going to see things, is through his eyes, and they're the bad guys, and you're just barreling through them. Uh, and with that in mind, for what it was as an action movie where I can just go, like, hell yeah, he made it. Uh, this movie totally succeeded on that level. I, I mean, the action was good the whole way through. It was uh, suspenseful, you know, a, l- a little overbearing by the hundredth time he's cracking his, you know, spine on rocks and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I could have used a little bit more respite from it, right? Like like five-minute pauses or flashbacks or something to slow it down a little. Yeah. Um, But it totally succeeded as a fight movie. A- and you do wind up going hoorah for them like like you see going into this how the navy seals how they're trained this whole band of brotherhood the you know the fact that they can push and persevere but i had a lot of trouble really rooting for it because like and first i'm gonna ignore that this is a true story because i know real people fought and died and i don't want to i don't want to be editorializing on that or anything right like like they died for their country and that's heroic and I'm 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 happy with that. But in the movie after the first, you know, 15 minutes when when everything goes down, they're not really fighting for a noble cause, it's just survival, right? Survival yeah. of four people. Yeah. And watching all the massacre like of the Afghanis but also I won't ruin spoilers, but a lot of other people die in the process of Mark Wahlberg making it out. Okay. Um on both sides. Yeah. And in the process, it, it did feel a little Team America-ish to me, right? Where, like, they're the heroes and they're fighting, but then this massive carnage is taking place all around them, right? Like, leaving leaving so many bodies in the wake just so Mark Wahlberg's character can survive. Yeah. And, and like, I can feel it from a first-person perspective, putting myself in his shoes, then this is heroic and he's trying to get out of there. But I... I there was something about it where I couldn't... I couldn't root for them too firmly because they're just 
killing tons and tons of people, like Afghani bodies flying, you know, in the screen. I've no, I've no idea how many people died in this movie. Well, I mean, um, technically, they were all Taliban. Yeah, they they were, but I I won't get all super political here. But not everyone yeah. who picks up a gun in the Taliban that's true has ideals, right? They're fighting. I won't say similar to how these guys are fighting, but but you know, you're not everyone is the leader, uh, and I, I won't get into the ethics of that. Like this is a, a a fun action movie akin to if you were fighting like zombies or Nazis or anything else, uh, right? But I don't know the that undercurrent of like I know only one person is surviving, and I know he's not going to the mission isn't going to be a success or anything. This is just about his survival. Then when the stakes just kept getting ramped up and ramped up and more people die and, you know, the helicopter scene comes in and villages in the end, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. help but feel kind of groan-worthy. Like, like, really, should I, you know, should I be supporting these four guys, hoorah, for surviving, you know, in the wake of such massive carnage? And, and yeah. I don't know, I had a little trouble getting behind that. I, I didn't see a... Except for Jafar, I didn't see a real enemy in this movie <laughs> to uh, to feel enough hatred for. Uh, like, like, so the way I saw it, it was almost like a hurt lockerish anti-war feeling, where it was like, "This is absurd how many how many people are dying and how much insanity is going on." Uh, but obviously, it wasn't played that way. So, it succeeded as an action movie, but I couldn't fully root for the cause or the characters because it wasn't quite motivated enough to me and i think if it had been motivated to me it would have been total propaganda so i, I don't know how it could have completely succeeded it, it did as well as it could i think i feel like that uh yeah i feel like the movie is definitely like a, a b like a solid b picture mm-hmm. um i feel like like i mentioned captain phillips and i feel like if this was in the hands of someone like paul greengrass or uh catherine bigelow i think it would be like an a it would be elevated to an A picture. Like if this was in the the vein of like Zero Dark Thirty, and had that like really authentic style and approach, uh, I feel like maybe then it wouldn't feel as you know like Hollywood ish. Because my girlfriend said the similar thing where it was just like, yeah, I understand that like we have to save you know our brothers or whatever, but it's like they in the end there's like all this carnage like exacted for one guy and it's like i guess because and you know like they didn't even like succeed in their mission it was like a botched mission but i guess like and there's a line in the movie that kind of like is really good that when mark Wahlberg says like yeah like we're gonna be on cnn saying like navy seals kill kids like i guess in the news we hear more about the covert missions that go wrong instead of, like, the ones that are successes. Right. Um, so, you know, like, because she was, her point was saying, like, you know, you always hear about, like, these, like, covert missions, and then they always end up failing, and, like, you know, way more, uh, you know, carnage is, is exacted than it was initially intended. And it's just like, well, why didn't you just go in and, like, you know, blow up the village in the first place? But I think, I think, like, the... The point is, you know, like, we don't really see a whole lot of those, of the successes. We mostly hear about the failures. But, like, in ter- in movie terms, uh, it does have that feeling of, like, you know, did this go down the way that it went down? Because right. in the context of the film, it just feels like the big moment where we come in and save the hero. And, and that's why I have trouble, you know, completely, like dismissing this movie and why as much as i have some problems right ethically or even just as a moviegoer uh rooting for them all the way like i i was obviously struck by the fact that this is portraying real people even if it is fictionalized right and you know the the end credits it shows you all the actual people with photos of their lives and 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 naturally that's very tragic and and you feel that and i would never want to you know be just dismissive of that like they they fought for a good cause at least to them regardless of what the mission was um but there's still something about it that i felt like if it had not been rooted in a true story i would very easily be able to dismiss it as like 
oversimplifying everything. Yeah, and it, it's like for sure. it's lucky it's lucky for their sake that these are real people because I'm not I'm not a monster. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. Chris, what what did you think? How did this stack up against her in 500 Days of Summer? <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't it couldn't touch her or 500 Days of Summer. Uh but you know, naturally what can? Uh but no, in all seriousness though, like I I'm, I'm I'm chewing over uh what you guys are both saying right now and I'm like trying to decide whether to just go into my piece about the film or to try to respond to back up or just generally converse about the, the points that you're bringing up. Um, first, I guess I'll just say that uh, back uh, when we did see Act of Valor, um, I was I was semi interested in Act of Valor not for the story itself, but just for the look at the tactics in the film. Um, yeah. Being that like it was kind of being touted as like the first real this is what it's like this is how the soldiers act this is how we carry out maneuvers like that sort of aspect of it and uh from that standpoint the film was really interesting to me like i liked that part of it like seeing how they work as a team and and the the maneuvers and how each soldier not just has the back of the other soldiers in like the hero type thing that we're talking about but more in this the stance of you can act as a unit without needing to kind of like basically, you can make a move, and the person in the line behind you will follow that up with the cor- correct response. It's more like a you don't need to like worry about somebody else following their part of the attack, or whatever, because it's just you're so well trained and you work as this cohesive unit, and just you can accomplish things that like a band of like five guys with guns can't actually do unless you're this trained cohesive unit. And from that standpoint, active valor worked for me. From the standpoint of uh, every other part of the film like the acting and like the way the music swells to make all the pieces all um emotional and stuff that was sort of like like grown worthy for me and i know that a lot of people in the theater were like wow dude yeah man american soldiers are awesome and i was a little more like well the tactics are pretty cool but the rest of the film didn't do very much for me um so going into this this just flat out looked way more interesting the fact that it has real actors in it um that it seemed like the story was really reduced, that it was just like, hey, these guys are here, and uh, you know they make this decision to not take out these quote-unquote innocents, um, whether or not they're affiliated with the bad guys, and then how that you know backfires on them, and now they're in this race for their lives. Uh, so that aspect of the film did work for me, and I, I enjoyed that. I mean, there was this nagging question uh, that hung over the entire film for me, where it's like I'm not, I'm not a military strategist, but it seems to me that you know, like in the movie, they're like we have three choices: we can terminate the compromise, uh, we can tie them up and just leave them, or we can set them free and take our chances, or, or whatever the the choices were. Um, there's kind of a fourth option. Fourth option is you take them with you to the point where you can radio for help and get the extraction. And at that point in time, when you're like a mile away, say from the camp that you're worried about them informing the guards at, that you can then set them free there once your transport arrives. And like it seems like they could have avoided this whole mess um, just by making smarter decisions. Uh, But uh, I believe that the way events actually went down, like I think there was people there, but I think they were just ambushed in general. Um, Like like there was just a bunch of problems with this operation as a whole. Um, and it just, Mm -hmm. everything went south and it wasn't like literally this decision to not kill these goat walkers ended up causing them to get ambushed. So it's like, I can sort of forgive that as like a plot issue for me. Um, because I don't think it actually went down quite like that. Um, but I, I do think that the reason why I'm able to sort of like to address Steven's, um, concerns there is, uh, like for me, it's less of we're these soldiers trying to take out this bad guy and more like if you sort of take one step back from the operation like the operation as a whole is there's this bad guy Shah or whatever his name was um who has been you know beheading a bunch of u.s marines he's uh he's a really bad dude he has come into power in this area and you know we're trying to take him out before he rises too high and all this kind of stuff um the operation as a whole is to identify that this guy's in this village and then take him out. But from the standpoint of our group of soldiers, like th- this SEAL team, their only job is to come in, uh, verify that the person actually is there, and then get out so that the actual, the real p- 
point of the operation is an attack that takes place after this this team has identified the enemy. So the fact that they're not really there as combatants, they're just a reconnaissance team, and they're not supposed to engage anybody, period. So the fact that they get ambushed turns it from being just to, like, us versus the bad guys to, like, we weren't here to fight. We were just here to, like, ID somebody and get out, and now we are in over our heads. Like, so it kind of... I kind of was able to get by the, like, yay, America, let's kill bad guys to the point of, like, we don't want to fight you. We just want to not die, and we have to not die. <laughs> that that sort of allowed me to get past the concern that you had, Stephen. Um, right. And then beyond that, just the combat in general, like, my, my problem with most military films or, like, you know, Carson keeps referencing 24, like, Jack Bauer's badass, and that's awesome. But, like there's 900 million bullets flying at jack bauer and he never gets hit by anything like random ctu people will get shot all over the place but like (laughs) no matter what no enemy can ever hit jack bauer except for maybe one time just so you can like run holding aside he might get shot once in like eight seasons but he's just never really in danger in this like from the first bullet being fired pretty much everybody's tagged at least in a foot or an arm or something like so yeah it's from the onslaught it's not a bunch of super like super soldiers just laying waste to enemies it's guys being shot multiple times and trying to not be dead and all along looking like they're pretty much dead (laughs) so it kind of has a it's just a more it portrays combat in a very like there's no point in time where these guys are like hell yeah we are awesome they're all like oh shit we're gonna die um, so I really right. kind of, um, I don't know, I not enjoyed, enjoyed would be the an inappropriate word to use, but like I, I thought I the portrayal of, of just combat was really interesting just because they, they were over their heads. Um, they were obviously outnumbered and that outnumbering, how, however, uh, like I, I read online that there's some controversy over the total number of soldiers that were involved in that engagement and like there's not really any like some reports say it was like a really high number and some say it was like as few as 20 um Mm -hmm. but either way like they were clearly outnumbered and it showed like they the enemies were coming coming at them from an elevated position they had like crap ton of gun they had people who like clearly were just like shoot the things that move not like maintain cover in some special like they weren't it was, it was a fight where it's like the people who were shooting didn't care if they were exposed. They were just going to unload their entire clip into like where they like it just it communicated the danger in a way that I thought was really compelling. And I never once felt that these guys were so awesome. It was like every move they made was like, well, it's either die or jump off this cliff and hope that we make it to the bottom safely. Um, so I like that that part really worked for me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I I appreciated the fact that you know, like you said from from the beginning, like they're they're getting hit with bullets and like they're not you know immortal. Like they're not these Jack Bauer esque you know action heroes. Like they're they're real dudes and but they've been trained to like just you know to keep going. Yeah. And I think the I think having that, I think that's what sets it apart from something like Act of Valor, where that felt very much like, you know, that they were unstoppable heroes and it was all like, uh, you know, recruitment video, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think that's, that is definitely like, probably like, like I said, the action and the portrayal of the action and uh, the actors, I mean, that's what really sells this movie. Um, yeah and it does a good job of course of showing them as flawed characters i mean i love i think this is in the trailer even that one of the four dudes wanted to kill the kid right at least a little bit yeah and and, and like like that's a good example of showing like we aren't giving you perfect saintly people and just putting them on a pedestal like we're making them real they uh yeah they make poor decisions that we we can see as poor and you know they bleed they hurt like hell i mean yeah empathizing with uh, mark Wahlberg was like almost unbearable by the end i, I mean it everything just looked so painful um, <laughs> and, yeah. and i give it credit for that i mean they weren't for for what it was 
a movie with this kind of tone, right? Not like a bleak heart locker apocalypse now type tone. Like that's not what they wanted to do with this movie. And for what it was, I can't imagine it doing a much better job than this. Yeah. I just have a lot of trouble with enjoying what it was, I guess. Uh, too too many things are spinning in my head that go like, well, wait, I don't know. I don't know how much I can root for this. I don't, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Just there, there, there was just an air every... of questioning hanging over it that made you a little bit disconnected from being yes. able to accept it all. And, and just like, you know, every, every one of the four gets a slow motion death, right? That, that... Fall with, with music playing. Meanwhile, many other people, not even just Taliban either, but many other people are knocked down and it's just like, boom, move on from them completely. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I... that was one of the things that like, I was, I was going to wait until I kind of talked about the things that you guys had already brought up to bring up, but like everybody has a Boromir death scene. Like it's like, <laughs> it's just like ridiculous bullet shots in slow-mo while they like try to swing or like use a sad phone or do something and, stupid. And, and, and the thing is there's one, there's one event in the movie where more troops die than any other moment. And that somehow was not given anywhere near the gravity of of the four dudes surviving. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Which was a little bizarre to me. Uh, and to its credit, that was a non-propaganda-ish type thing, right? It's not like only the enemy were the ones that didn't get, didn't get like, heroic slow-mo deaths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Something about that was weird. But uh, I can't knock it too much. I mean, as an action movie, like, I, I saw this with a... Uh, a friend from Germany who's unabashedly like super liberal and pretty pacifistic. And, and even he could say like, as an action movie, this was totally enjoyable the whole way through. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think the conflicting message ruins it in any way. It, it just makes it hard for me to go deep with it. Like to me, this is just a guy surviving on the vein of like taken or anything else like kill bill or something just like, entertaining to watch how far one person can go uh but that's all it is yeah yeah i, w- I would agree with that like i like i said i don't think it has like the 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 same like kind of power as like a zero dark 30 or even hurt locker and hurt locker was more of was closer to this film where it was more action oriented instead of you know being completely uh like a realistic uh authentic approach to the material and uh but yeah like i i don't think it's as as good as as movies like that but i mean i think that for what it is it does it really well and i think the way it does succeed which is probably similar to the military mentality is this brotherhood thing right where regardless of what the initial mission is what it quickly becomes you know, in the day-to-day life is protecting your brother and protecting the other guys. And, and that's probably how actual war is motivated to. And, and in that sense, I can totally feel it. I mean, of course, you've got someone's back, they've got yours, you're fighting to survive, trying to help them out. I, I can get behind all that. There's, there's just an undercurrent of questioning, like Chris said, that, that took me out of the movie more than if, if they'd been killing, you know, zombies or something. <laughs> Yeah, rather than the cast of the King and I in eyeliner. <laughs> Dude, that was pretty bad. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Stephen, just just to like put your mind at peace in some little way, I, like some of the stuff I was trying to read about uh, about the actual events online. I guess you know you, you were saying that there is other like in the scene where the most people died. How it was kind of not. There wasn't a lot of emotional time spent on it. I guess, yeah. um, like, all the all the bodies of the U.S. soldiers were all recovered after this operation. Like, there was a big, huge search team um, uh, comprised of, like, three different groups of forces that all went out and were able to recover everybody's bodies. At least that's what it, uh, I, the impression I got from a couple of different things I was reading. So, in real life, um, there was... A lot of time spent on it <laughs> it wasn't and that's it, good to know yeah it wasn't just and, like oh and they're gone oh well and, and to the film's credit it does build up a few of the people that die in that moment to the point where you are supposed to 
care about it. And yeah. the ending credits, of course, go through all of them. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't build up the Chinese people like we talked about, but otherwise, <laughs> it's a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I can't knock the film for that. Just the... I don't know. Something about the pacing where Mark Wahlberg surviving is pivotal and I'm supposed to care so much for it. And everyone else, conveniently, I can kind of not ignore, but at least I see when that moment happened, what I found myself feeling most bad about wasn't what happened to them, but the fact that Mark Wahlberg's hope of survival has just gone. And there there was something funny about that to me. (laughs) Like, I'm rooting for one dude and then 15 dudes getting destroyed and the main thing I can think of is like, oh, poor Mark Wahlberg. He's not going to get airlifted out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. Like, I caught that I caught that in my head, and it made no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, I think what, what you're – yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying because there's, there's definitely that sense of uh, – it, it, well, I mean, you, you get similar to any survival movie that's, that's not military, like, like somebody stuck on island or – uh, stuck in the wilderness when their plane crashes that moment of like there is a vessel coming but they either don't see you or they're waved off for some reason or they they just for whatever reason you have a brief moment of like yes i'm out of here and then they're gone and it's just that like i think that uh i, I call it a trope is like a a real enough feeling that you can identify with i i just think that because i <laughs> think because you're already in the air of questioning, you kind of phrase it in that, like, oh, no, and now he won't be airlifted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the movie does a good job, though, of keeping you invested in the story, even though you know where it's going to go. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of these movies that are based in, you know, on true events and stuff, and and they and the, you know the outcome, you know, a lot of the times you're sitting there and going like, okay, well, we know what's going to happen. But I feel like um, I feel like in this movie, uh, you know, it even starts off where we already even know that he's being, you know, airlifted to safety. And there's a little bit of like, oh, will he or will he survive it? But uh, as they flash back. But, um, you know, throughout the whole movie, I, I definitely did didn't get the feeling of, of uh you know oh well i know he's gonna make it like i you know i still had that feeling of just like i i hope he makes it i don't know how you know like i i mean that's good because like i i feel like uh with a movie like that where you know the outcome there's always that uh that chance of just like sitting there and it's like nothing's working because you just know what's gonna happen yeah yeah and it did a good job with that i mean when the when the action started fairly early into this movie i i at first thought how the hell am I going to follow this for another hour and a half? Like, right. like what could they possibly do? And, and they managed to pull it off. I, I don't know how. They managed to make you be continually invested in him, even though you know how it's going to end. And on the surface, yeah. if I told you what happens in this movie, I could summarize most of it in, like, a sentence or two. Uh, right? It's just repeated battles and repeatedly fleeing and getting hurt. Yeah. But they do a really good job with it. Well, I think the thing is that uh, the reason why it works is because it's not just like, oh, we know that Mark Wahlberg has to survive by the end because of his story. It's the character doesn't know if he's going to survive. So it's like even in that moment that's at the beginning of the film that is a flash to the end of the encounter, um, he doesn't know if like he's going to wake up. Yeah. So it's like we know that he has to because how else would he write a book that this movie gets made from? Um, but you're still you're you're still kind of emotionally being with the soldier who just went through all this and he's sort of like did i make it out <laughs> like whoa. like am i actually going to make it through this so it's it's it still works because you are seeing you're you're experiencing it through his eyes not just through the knowledge that he survives yeah and like captain phillips this did a not to the degree of captain phillips but it it did do a good job of showing like when the adrenaline wears off what or you know when shock goes into play like how much weaker the body is when it doesn't have something to run from and fight for anymore yeah Uh, yeah and and i thought that was pretty interesting like like the ending how completely crippled he is compared to like 
20 minutes earlier in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or e- even yeah. with, like, uh, Emil Hirsch has a really good scene where he, like, the whole movie he's been, you know, like, pretty badass. And he has this moment where he goes from being, like, badass and being, like, composed guy in the middle of a battlefield to, like, just this kid who's like, what yeah, the yeah. hell is happening? Like, yeah. freaking the F out. Um, I, I thought that was that was a good, uh, just for, for him, like, seeing that that felt authentic to me like i could see how like suddenly you don't even realize that there's 50 guys trying to shoot you right now you're just like wow my hand yeah um, so yeah i also think the the scene at kind of the end where uh Wahlberg has crazy eyes and he's doing the whole like you know i don't go home you don't go home thing <laughs> like i thought that was like really strong like he was like, he convinced me that he was, like, at the point of, like, I don't give an F anymore what happens. Like, I will kill you. I don't care if I die. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy is there's a little kid in that room, which was, like, the whole <laughs> premise of of what they refused to do in the first place. But, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that was the – he was a nice kid, not a, not a yeah. tattletale. <laughs> Snitches he w- get stitches. He, <laughs> he was a nice Indian kid, not a little little shit Indian kid. You know. All right. Well, uh, does anybody have any last comments about the film? Uh, no. no Tiny should... comment. I, I like that uh, Mark Wahlberg's character was named Marcus and Eric Bana's character was named Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an interesting casting decision. Well, you know. Very nice. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> At one point, they called Eric Bana Eric, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, somebody like, just broke Eric. Like a Curb Your Enthusiasm like, type thing. <laughs> uh, very nice. Uh, all right, well, what do you say when you wrap this up, guys? All right. Sure. All right, let's get to our verdicts. Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it? I mean, I'd definitely give it a recommend. Like, obviously, the caveat is stuff we've been saying. Like, it does feel like it. Uh, it's you know, it has its movie action tropes, but uh, even though it's obviously based in fact, and obviously the big thing for me, big caveat for me, were all the twenty-four villains and the Indian children who clearly <laughs> were not Afghan <laughs> Afghani people. So that was like the big takeaway from it. The removing that extra layer of authenticity so but i i would definitely recommend it to people steven uh yeah i mean i i definitely get the merits of the movie and i get you know what what you and carson are saying i I think i've got to give it a wait for rental I, i think it does what it does well certain people are going to enjoy it i don't know that it needs the big screen to be enjoyed and i think there are better movies like like rescue dawn for instance that tackle a similar feeling in a much better way so a solid wait for rental nothing wrong with this movie nothing i'm going to go out and recommend to people either cool um i i think i'm going to give it a recommend also um i i can't agree with your solid wait for rental sorry i can't disagree with your solid wait for rental steven um but I think as far as the recent military films, this one seems the least, like, propaganda-nish to it. I, don't, I just totally made that word really weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I, I felt like I could watch it without being groan-worthy. And, like, the intensity level of the film is just very high. <laughs> um, so it, it, I think that there is an aspect to watching what they're going through in a fully like, – because literally every single seat – in my theater was completely packed. Um, I don't know how it turned out to be that way because it seems like people haven't been going to the theater that much recently. Um, but uh, I was in a fully packed house and just people out like noticeably verbally responding to the things that were happening on screen. Um, minus the one guy that yelled like hoorah or something um, as soon as the <laughs> film ended. What <laughs> uh, was it was a, I just thought it was a good way to absorb the film. So I'll give it I'll keep it in the recommend with the caveat uh, zone, but I think it was an interesting film, and I enjoyed the watch of it. Yes, that's I think that's what I want to say. Obviously, I don't enjoy people getting shot up and a bunch of people getting laid waste too. No, you you can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, that is the end of this review. So uh, Carson, why don't you let people know where they can find you? Uh, you can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Seaman? Uh, you can go to sdavidmiller.com or twitter.com slash sdavidmiller. People can find me over at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to figure out when the episodes go live. Or like us at Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will be some sort of hero-y song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Dude, that I, I will, you know, like we were saying in the the first trailer, was cut very, you know, hoorah, with the whole like uh, we can be heroes uh, cover song. But I thought that like that song was used really well over the uh, the end credits with the the pictures and everything. I don't yeah, know. I, I can stand by that. I, I think. Of any use of that song, this was my favorite. Much better than undercutting yeah. like every big emotional scene with it. Right. Like I think uh, the way that it's used in this movie, like if they had used it during the action sequences, that would have been pretty bad. But um, you know, having it play over like kind of the tribute section of the credits was, I thought was a uh, pretty pretty well done. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, uh, I think that's it. So uh, thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. And thank you guys all for listening. We will catch you next time. See ya.